the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by North Valley Church of Christ. There's a message true and glad for the sinful and the sad. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. It will give them courage new. It will help them to be true. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring out. Good afternoon, folks, and welcome back to yet another episode of Redeeming the Time. I'm your host, Chris Macy, and I'm joined in studio again with Josh Austin. We're so thankful to have you back, Josh. Good to be here, Chris. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, Josh, we we, uh, want to remind everybody to get onto our website and uh, listen to the program we had last week when we had you on. We, we talked about the work you're doing down in South and uh, Scottsdale. And we want you to go to www.nvcoc.net, click on our radio mic, and it'll bring you to our blog site. And you can listen to last week's show if you missed it. And Josh talked about uh, the work he's doing in the Native American community here in the Valley and the congregation they've got started called the Salt River Church of Christ down in Scottsdale. All that information is there, and we hope you uh, take a look at that. And get uh, to know about that a little more. Well, we, we in our program today, well, I guess the, the title of it is more of a question. What is our purpose? What is our purpose? And this question has been really the driving force for all humanity. Each and every one of us seek for an answer to the question whether we realize it or not. But even when we think we have found the answer, we begin to question our path. And I remember... When I was working for a state farm back in the late 90s, uh, I was uh, working in computer tech support, and I love computers. I love my job, but I just didn't feel right in my position. I, I knew there was, there was something missing. I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Um, uh, I thought or I knew I was meant for something more, and so I joined the Army. Hmm. Not the Army of Christ, but I joined the Army. You know, be all that you can be. And I was, I was looking. I, I didn't know this at the time, but I was looking for the purpose in my life. And I stayed with the Army for three years. I, I got out and started working for a company called C.B. Richard Ellis. I was making maps for them, doing computer programming. And, again, I, I really enjoyed my work. But then that same problem arose in me. I, I realized that I was doing all this work, and to what end? What, what, what purpose, what, what good was it doing? Yeah, sure, it was making somebody in New York millions of dollars, but it wasn't doing much for me financially. Right. And uh, um, I just didn't understand that for all these years, uh, I, I had been trying to answer that question, what is my purpose? Uh, and, and when I was trying to do, it, 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 is it just to, to work at this day in, day out for someone else? I, I just couldn't see any other way for my life to go. Everything I did seemed to always just nothing. It didn't seem to really achieve anything. Right. And my problem, I think, uh, now that I can look back retrospectively, I, I think it was that I was limiting myself to the here and now. I was thinking of only my physical life and not what was happening beyond. I was trying to answer the question, how how the world would answer the question, you know. And so it was that day that I decided to let God answer this question for me. I was pretty much asking, saying, God, what is, what is my purpose? 
And in the New Testament, uh, it is full of purpose statements. Yes, it is. Uh, they may be statements declaring the purpose of various writings. Uh, they may be personal statements of purpose in the lives of first century Christians. The ones that uh, demand our closest attention, though, are those that define the divine intentions for Christianity. What is Christianity supposed to produce in the lives of those who adhere to it? Well, I have several passages on this. I mean, the New Testament is full of them. Uh, but in our program today, we're only going to look at one. We won't even be able to look at it completely. Uh, but we are going to post all of our findings. I got a lesson right here on it. I'm going to post it online to our website. You can go there and check it out. Uh, but, the, you know, it, it, things from John 15, 1 to 11, Titus 2, 11 to 14, James 1, 27, 1 Peter 1, 5 through 8. Uh, by, by God's inspired word, we know full well the purpose of Christianity. But just knowing it is not enough, is it? No. Just talking about it is not enough. Christianity finds its purpose in the doing. And how many of you, I'm talking to our listeners, how many of you in your, of your doings can you list as the daily fulfillments of your purpose for being a Christian? Is it a list that you're, you're, you're meaning to add to? And if you are, why aren't you? We all need to work at this. I know I need to. We're never going to fully be perfect and be just exactly carbon copies of Christ, but that is our goal to always strive to be more like him. We need to redeem the time and work on that purpose. And so that's what we're going to talk about uh, this afternoon on the program. And what we're going to really focus in on is um, in John, the Gospel of John, chapter 15. I know you guys are out there driving your cars more than likely. Maybe you're at home. You have your Bible in front of you. Uh, I'm using the New American Standard. Josh, what do you, you got? The I have American. the New American Standard as well. well. Well, Josh, would you do us the honors of reading God's Word, John 15, verses 1 to 11? I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up, and they gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. Just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be made full. Man, I, that is a great passage. Yes, it is. And you know, while you're reading that, I was uh, my mind was it wasn't wondering. I was listening to the word, 
But uh, it, it made me think of uh, several things that are going on in our world today. Now, I don't know much about the, these people if uh, uh, they're – well, let me, just, let me just tell you what's on my mind. Uh, I, many of you out there know about this uh, uh, man who's in Iran. He had been arrested for preaching the gospel of Christ. And, uh, uh, we, of course, uh, we, we've been calling for his release. I think I actually think he was released about was a week he? ago. Okay. But he had been in prison that. for almost one year. And wow. the reason was because he was preaching the word of God. We know in Egypt, uh, there have been, uh, ever since the upheaval and the chaos there, Christians have been killed. I've even read reports. I don't know if it's true, but they were, like, burning them alive, Christians. And uh, so many uh, uh, people around the world are suffering because of the cause of Christ. And I know that uh, at, at times, in times of suffering, at uh, those harsh times, we, be, we begin to ask those questions, you know, did I fulfill my purpose? Have I really done uh, what God intended me to do. In fact, uh, we know that John the Baptist uh, had the same question for Jesus when he, uh, when G- uh, John the Baptist was arrested and he was put in jail. He had his disciples go to Jesus. And you remember the question? Yeah, basically, are you are you the are one? Are you the one? <laughs> are you the one, Jesus? Are you yeah. the one that we we've been looking for, or do we look for another? Now, why would John the Baptist say he was there? He baptized him. He saw the spirit coming down like as a dove. Didn't you? You know, and it it, it didn't. It, how how come he would have to ask that question? I think it's because he knew John the Baptist knew his his time was coming to an end, and he wanted to ensure did I, did I fulfill my purpose? Is it is it complete? You know, did, I, did I do what God intended of me? And uh, sometimes we, we find ourselves as Christians, we're asking the same thing. When especially at times of hardship, when the world's bearing down on us, when our own government is starting to ban us from speaking about the Bible or telling us what we can talk about, and we, we, we begin to wonder, so, man, I hope I'm doing the right thing. I hope I'm doing what God intended me to do. And let me tell you, folks, when you fully understand John 15, verses 1 through 11, you can know that you were doing the purpose of God if you were doing these things. That's and right. so I, I want us to kind of work through this. Now, I know uh, because of the time, we're not going to be able to get through the whole thing, but we'll post it online on the website. But let's just begin here in verse 1. Let's look at these, these verses, these passages, the things that Jesus says, and let's talk about this a little bit. Now, he starts off, I am the true vine, Jesus says. Now, why would he say true vine, Josh? Well, anytime we see... Uh, Jesus adds something like true, then he's warning about that there can be a false. Like he said, uh, uh, God is looking for true worshipers, uh, that, uh, that these are, that there's true worship uh, as well. Um, true disciples, Jesus says that if you are truly my disciple, then you will abide in my word. And so when we see him adding the word true, then we know that there could be that opposite, that uh, something that's not. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he, he's the true, he's the genuine article. This is, if you want to know what you really need to be attached to, here it is, he's saying. Uh, I am the true vine, my father is the vine dresser. We'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. Now, the branches, I, I think, that's we, is obvious, that's us. Those, that's a, those of us who are baptized into the body of Christ, and we see here that the vine dresser, God the Father, is going to prune some and take others away. Now, let, let's talk about that 
pruning a little bit um, because that's, I think that's important. Um, I know whenever I, uh, uh, was, whenever I try to grow vegetables in my garden, how poorly I do, hmm. but uh, I do know that if you want the, the fruit to grow, you got to trim back all the leaves. First off, you got to trim out the leaves that are keeping the sunlight from the fruit. you got to trim them back so that the, uh, the fruit can get the nutrients. It's not all being wasted on this, this new leaves. And so I think what's ha- what Jesus is saying here is that the Father comes in and he looks at your life and he says, you know, that is not like my son Jesus. That is not the kind of life you need to have as, as a, a Christian. And these things need to be cut away. And he does that via his word. We read, we study it, and we can look in that mirror of God's word and, and then look at ourselves and say, hey, you know, this is not congruent with the truth. This needs to be done away with. I, need to, I haven't died to that part of myself. And really, that's a, that's a good way to look at it. Josh, when you were baptized into Christ and you were raised up out of that watery baptism into that new life, uh, let, let me just tell you, you probably never sinned again, did you? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Unfortunately. Yeah, you, you continue to sin because you're not perfect. You're human. You're going to make mistakes. And you need a, a, a pattern to live by. You need something to, to help you along. And Jesus is telling you right here, hey, you, you need to be connected to me. That's right. Now, is Jesus, Jesus is no longer on the face of the earth as a human. He, he ascended into the, the, the clouds. Uh, how how can we look at Jesus today and know who he is? How can we be attached to Christ? That's that's really getting down where the to the to the heart of the matter where we're seeing when Jesus uses this word abide uh, to to live in Christ and and you have to say well how how people will. People you hear always say, just give your life to Christ or just, you know, give it to Christ. Let let Christ live in you. And and I remember people used to say that to me, and, and I always wondered, how is that? How do you do that? And, and really, um, you think about in Matthew chapter 7 where Jesus talks about the wise man and the foolish man and whoever hears these words of mine and acts does them, on them or does them, and you know. and does them or acts upon them that's that's what we're seeing here in John 15 verse 14 if you are my friends you'll do what i command you um that's that's what we're also going to see in chapter 14 verse 15 if you love me then you keep my commandments and and so it's it's understanding that Jesus is the living word that he was the perfect example and that all things flow from him, how he acted, how he taught, how he thought, how he talked. All of those things come from Jesus, and the only way we can know those things are through the Bible. And that's where we go to get connected to Christ. So we're having to first hear um, hear those things. It's it's like he like he, Jesus said, I'm the living water. So the water comes from the vine. The food comes from the vine. Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. So he's the food, the nutrient, the water. All of those things are flowing from him. And when we are connected with him, then that is going to start showing up and bearing fruit in our lives because we are connected. It's, it's what we were made for. The branches were made to produce they are made to reproduce oh absolutely in another verse to think about with that what you're saying is one of my favorite and i'm using the new american standard now but but it's romans 10 17 
faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. That's right. Now, I know that a lot of translations out there will say God and not Christ, which is fine because it's the same thing. But in the Greek, it's Christos. It's literally Christ. It's his word. Right. He is the one that came, showed us, taught us, sent his apostles out, and they taught not their stuff, but they taught the word of Christ, what he intended for us. He said, do you want to know what your purpose is here in life? Here it is. God created us so that uh, he can have a relationship with us. But then that relationship was severed when we sinned and we, we messed it all up. But he didn't destroy us and wipe us out. He loved us, God did. He was patient with us and put in motion this plan to, to save us, to bring us back, and that is through his son, Jesus Christ. And he's pretty much saying, do you want to know what your purpose is? It's to be like this. this Jesus is the pur- why I created you. Amen. This is what I want you to be. What is my purpose? To change who I am, to die to self and to live like Christ. Let's, uh, let's keep looking here at our, at our passage. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear, this is verse 4, bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. Now, he's talking about that fruit there. And unless uh, you're attached to the vine, you can bear no fruit. And he's using that example. Let's, let's talk about like, like a grapes, a grapevine. Can, if you took the branch and just ripped it off the main vine, because that's how grapes work, they have this one big trunk vine, and all the branches come off it. Now, if you took the branch off, would it grow any grapes? can't. It can't. It has to receive its nutrients and its uh, everything from the vine. It's got to be attached to that vine in order for it to grow. And so it grows. It, it begins to produce this fruit. And if it's uh, attached to this vine, it's only going to produce whatever the vine gives it. Period. Right. If you are truly attached to Christ, if you're abiding in him, into his word, studying and reading, not just saying, okay, I read my Bible, therefore it must have already been in me, but really looking at it and saying, this is going to be my life now. I'm going to make this my standard. Whenever I have any questions, whenever I have any uh, 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 obstacle that I come uh, to, I'm going to compare it to the standard of the word of Christ and not my own standard. That is abiding in the Word. That is becoming and tra- uh, more like Christ and transforming self into Christ. And so when we do that, when we're attached to him, then we're going to naturally begin to have things happen in our lives that will uh, uh, naturally bear out. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, Paul talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And uh, th- th- think about that. It says it's the fruit of the Spirit. That is, if, if this is in you, and I believe that is the spirit of Christ, if you're abiding in him and his spirit is in you, then this fruit is going to grow in you. This isn't something that just you're going to do yourself. Well, today I decide I'm going to be love. No, it's just it's going to happen naturally because you are transforming who you are to be like Christ. Right. You're abiding in the word. And so you're going to become, you're going to start bearing this fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And these things are found in Christ. And that's what's going to happen when we are attached to the vine. Uh, and he's going to bear much fruit, verse 5. Verse 6, if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up, and they gather and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. Well, what is that talking about, Josh? Mm. <laughs> well, not a not a popular subject for sure for for anybody that uh, Jesus shows 
the ultimate end. He's he's giving the the like what he talks about in Matthew chapter twenty five that when he separates us and on that last day, that judgment day, that there will be those who are not in Christ, those who are not found in Christ, those whose name are not written in the book of life, those who have not been baptized into Christ and live faithfully, that their place will be in separated from God with fire and in a place of eternal separation from, from God. Yeah, it's hell. That's right. It is hell. That's folks, right. Folks, it exists. I know if for some reason it's popular today for many of the so-called preachers out there to say there is no hell. There's only heaven. And uh, everyone's going to heaven. Well, that is just not so. There is an absolute truth. It can be found in Christ. He has given it to us in his word. We can know God's will. We can uh, transform who we are. And if we don't, if we are not in Christ, then there is no hope. Uh, 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 Guy Orbison once said this, and I love this statement. He said, there is one man going to heaven, just one when he first said that, I was like, what? Oh, man, I guess I'm hmm. not going. I don't. Yeah. But it, it makes sense, though. You know who the one man who's going to heaven? That's Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. And if you want to go, you've got to be in him when, when that day comes. That's because right. if you're not, that means you're not going to heaven. You're going to the other place, the place that That's does right. exist outside the presence of, of God, to, to hell. Not right. a good thing. And I know it's not a popular subject like you were saying. People don't want to hear about that, but it's true. And uh, we want you to be aware of that. Not that we're trying to scare you to come to Christ. We want you to come to Christ because you have a, a great understanding, but we want you to be well aware. We want you to have the truth, and we want you to be truth seekers and know more about it. And that's why we're doing this radio program. We want to spread the good news. We want to really get into the Word and, and intrigue people to, so that they will want to know more about God and His Word, to, to bring you to our website, to, to get you into a study, to get you to want to talk about the truth and really uh, uh, rightly divide the Word of God. Well, let, let's, uh, let's continue this. Uh, verse uh, 7, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Now, what do you think that asking there is? I think, uh, he, uh, how, how do we ask things of, of the Lord today? Well, we know that prayer is, is a way we can talk with God, and, and anytime we have an opportunity to talk with Him, uh, this goes, when, when I think about this verse, I think about First John chapter 5, where he, he says that whatever you ask with a condition, whatever you ask according to His will, that we will <laughs> receive that, and so... We, we, we balance that out because some people will use this out of context and say, hey, I remember in the Bible it says ask whatever you want and it'll, it, you'll, you'll get it. And yeah, so, yeah uh, out of context because they don't want right. to read that first part. If, uh, if uh, uh, you're in me and my words, Christ says, are in you, then ask whatever you wish. Because if the right. word of God, the word of Christ is in you, what kind of, what kind of things are you going to ask for? You're, you're going to ask for things that are according to his will. That's right. That's yeah. right. Well, you make exactly. a good point. I like that. So I, I was going to say, so can I pray to God for $1 million? <laughs> and what if I, you know, you know what? He will answer it. He'll say no. That's right. <laughs> you don't need that, Chris. Right. You, you got all that you need. What I have is good enough for you. My grace is sufficient. 
So, right. yeah, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. Prove to be my disciples. That's a, let's talk about that for a moment. When, when he says, you know, God is glorified by this, therefore, that is, prove to be my disciples, what do you think Jesus is trying to get across us? What is he saying with that? How do we prove to be his disciples? Well, what we, what we know is you, uh, what does Jesus say, that uh, good fruit comes from a good tree, bad fruit comes from a bad tree, and so if the vine is Jesus, and we're supposed to be the, uh, the, the, the vines, the branches, then that fruit should reflect from the source. It should be Jesus himself. And so we, we are proving uh, in our lives that we are living in Christ, that, that uh, if we're truly in Christ, then the fruit should be seen in us where people no longer see us, but they see Christ. And they, people, people can say there is something different about that person. That's right. We are a light to the world. And Jesus used that in the Sermon on the Mount, chapter 5. And the reason why he uses that is because the world's in darkness. And if you're in a complete, utter darkness in a room and you light the tiniest of matches, it's going to be so obvious. It's going to be so clear to everything around it. Everyone in the room, that dark room, will automatically focus their eyes on that because of the difference. Right. And that's how he's saying your life should be as one of my disciples because that's who he's talking to in the, the Sermon on the Mount. Your, the change in your life should be so evident that the world can't help but notice you. Why? Because you're attached to the vine. And as being attached to the vine, you're going to produce fruit that's going to make you look so different from the world. Like I was saying in the beginning, I was a, uh, uh, first start off trying to answer that question, what is my purpose, in a worldly way, and it never worked out. But when I decided to let God do it, well, my whole life changed. Now right. I'm a preacher. My whole direction has changed. My that's whole right. mindset has changed. And uh, I, I love this topic, and I love this passage, and I wish, and I wish we had three or four hours on this program to there talk about it. But I know you don't have the time out there. You're, you're probably getting out of your car now to, to uh, get your your dinner. So we want to thank you for, for being with us uh, this afternoon as we're closing this program out. I want to thank uh, Josh for, uh, again, being here on, in studio with Thanks me. Thanks for having me. And we want to thank the North Valley Church of Christ for supporting this good work. And we encourage you to get online at www.nvcoc.net. Learn more about that congregation, but also click on that radio mic, and it'll bring you to our website. You'll find a, a more detailed lesson I have on the uh, I Am the True Vine of John 15, uh, verses 1 through seven, uh, th- one through uh, 11. And um, feel, feel free to read that and, and, and uh, send me any comments or questions you have for that or, or even anything at all that you may have for, for Josh. And we'll have his information about his home congregation and his email on there as well if you'd like to contact him. But we encourage you to do that. But above all else, we want to thank our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's given us yet another day to uh, study his word, to make things right in our lives, to, be, to, to let that fruit grow in us as we are attached to him. So let us redeem the time. Let us make the most of the time he has given us on his great earth. Thank you. Ring it out, ring it out, ring it out.